The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Today, we are talking about love and bringing that special soulmate into your life. My guest is Janet Weber, and she is a love and relationship expert, and she's going to share tips and insights on how to attract and maintain more fulfilling relationships. Janet is a certified Calling in the One coach. She supported numerous clients on their path, rooting out underlying barriers, and finding and keeping deeply fulfilling, long-lasting relationships, the relationships that they've longed for. Janet's going to share why the inside-out approach to finding love is more successful than the strategies of seduction that our culture typically promotes. And she'll give us some practical tools to get started. Janet is also a conscious uncoupling coach, a certified Martha Beck life coach, and holds a reality therapy certification from the William Glasser Institute. Welcome, Janet. Hi, Patricia. Hey, great to have you on. Really great. It's so nice to be here. All right. So I want to ask you, you know, we're talking about most of the ways that people look at how they're going to find love is they go through a selection process and they look at the list of things that they think are going to make them happy. But I think you say that there's another more accurate way to assess that. Look at that. What, what would you say to that? Yeah, so, so what I'm saying is that, you know, most people are looking, um, you know, at finding a mate. They're going through their list and and when they're meeting people, they're actually using a lot of external things to assess whether or not they would make a good partner. And a more accurate way of assessing whether somebody's going to make a good partner for you is to pay attention to how you feel when you're with them. Mm. And for most people, this is a, a different way of, of thinking about it. And, but, it's, but it's actually a really, really important assessment tool. So... If I if I really ask people to think about what what you know the, how they want to feel when they're in partnership, you know, and really get to the bottom of it, most people will say things like, you know, they want to feel comfortable, you know, they want to mm. feel relaxed, they want to feel like they can be themselves and really show up authentically, you know, they want to feel safe, to feel mm-hmm. um, you right. know to feel accepted and seen and heard. You know, and and so when you're when you're with somebody, and you're with maybe a potential you know a date, you're on a date, or you're with a potential uh, partner. What you can do is you can tune into how you're feeling, mm-hmm. and this is sometimes takes a lot of practice because it's not something that we are, you know, culturally, you know, taught to do. And many a lot of people have a lot of body awareness, but most of us don't. 
Uh, but we so, can, so we Janet, can. what you're mm-hmm. saying is that if you're with someone, you know, if you're with a potential mate, a potential soulmate, and you go out and you just don't feel right or you feel uncomfortable or you feel unsafe, that's a strong warning sign that if you feel that so soon, probably this isn't going to work. Well, Is that true or no? Oh yeah, totally. That's totally true. You know, and sometimes it's sometimes it's really obvious. You know, you just have an icky feeling. You know, you just really don't feel good around the person at all. And, and we've all had these experiences where we've been, you know, walked into a room and there's somebody that's in there that's really, you know, negative and you know brings you know everybody in the room down. Sometimes it's really obvious like that, but most of the time it's a lot more subtle. You know, you may just feel a bit anxious or you may just feel a bit insecure. You know, you're, you're not quite sure about yourself. You, and, and, and those are the kinds of things, feelings that are easier to overlook. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know. And it, I think it, sometimes also, sometimes I think what happens too is that somebody um, may give you a sarcastic comment and put you down in a funny way and you take it as a joke. But that's kind of a clue that that sarcasm will come up again and again, and you ignore it because you think they're charming. <laughs> well, yes, that's, I mean, a lot of us have done that. Um, yeah, I have. Definitely. I've, yeah, me too. And, um, you know, so, so it is, um, you know, so, so the way we can work with this is a really practical way to work with this is, is to, to actually really sit down and get in touch with how it is we want to feel when we're in partnership. Mm. And really start to feel into what it is we want, you know, how we want to feel. And, and if you're having trouble feeling into the feeling of what it would be like to feel loved, you know, to, mm-hmm. to feel safe, to feel seen and validated and witnessed, you know, then that is a sign that you need to do some inner work, the calling in the one uh, program developed by Catherine Woodward Thomas. It's very. It has a lot of really practical tool, tools and practices practices to help us um, have have get in touch with what that is like on a really lived experience. If it's mm-hmm. outside of your lived experience, and for many of us, it is. It's outside of our experience, and we just you know. So it, the reason why we've had so much trouble in relationship and finding long-lasting love is because these things are kind of outside of our identity or they're outside of our lived experience. So, you know, <clears throat> you know, it, it's, it, it is, a, you know, this sounds very simplistic what I'm saying, but really what we can do is we can start to, we can start to actually change our neurobiology to be more in resonance with someone who actually has the capacity to, 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 to mm-hmm. give and the capacity to, to love. Mm-hmm. You also, you write about and you've talked about that it, it's more like thinking from the end. What do, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so this is what I'm talking about when I say, to, when, we, when we start to get in touch with how it is we want to feel. Right. And we start to, so, so it can be a practice, you know, everybody knows about the practice of visualization, you know, visualizing what it is you want. Well, this is more of a feelingization. And so when you start to really tune into how it is you want to feel in relationship and you get familiar with that feeling, you spend a little bit of time every day, maybe 10 minutes feeling into what that would feel like to be 
in a partnership where you actually feel like that, where you feel maybe supported or you feel appreciated, you feel valued, you feel respected, and feel into what that would feel like in your body and get really familiar with it, you're going to recognize it when you you feel it. And do you also think, Janet, that you should, you know, be around people, whether it's male or female or any, you know, anyone... You should try to be in those situations where you get that feeling. Yeah, I think we should. I think we need to pay attention to who we're surrounding ourselves with, especially if we have um, a goal to, to be in a really healthy, happy relationship. If that's, if that's your goal, if that's really important to you, I think it's important to surround ourselves with people and also to, you know, to practice this with everyone that you're in relationship with and start to tune in and get a feeling like, you know, does this person make me feel kind of light, you know, light, giddy, you know, some people, you know, they make you feel like you can be silly and lighthearted and other people you get this kind of dense feeling and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of a heavy, you feel tired after you're with them for a while, you start to Mm -hmm. feel... Drained, you know. Some people they you have this feeling like they suck the life out of you, mm. and um, so you could start to pay attention to that in all your interactions. And definitely, if you're feeling that way, um, you want to either um, you know make some changes, up level the relationship. Maybe you need maybe you need to set some boundaries or whatever. But it's really important to have this kind of as a as a this awareness as a baseline. Yeah. That's probably how you're going to recognize your beloved far faster and more accurately than any kind of external assessment. Yeah, that's terrific and very helpful. Now, you also talk about, and we can talk about this after the break as well, but you talk about attachment style. And explain what that means. In other words, we all have a style that we attach to people. Explain that. Yeah, so... um, so science. So a lot of the research that's been done um, in recent years. Um, I think John Bowlby was the the father of atta- uh, of attachment theory. It, it, what it what it explains is that um, as children, in response to what's happening in the relationship with our primary caregivers, we develop. Um, an attachment style. So <clears throat> most people that don't that that have an easy time finding love as a, as adults, they have what's called a secure attachment style. They just know that they're that that people are trust they have a sense that people are trustworthy, that they're going to be there for them. And they they tend to be attracted to people who are there for them. They are in relationship mm-hmm. with themselves in a very sort of healthy and empowered way. Mm. And for those But do you of us think that have, comes from the childhood? I mean, do you think that does mm-hmm. come from that? Yeah. That you, you learn that as kids? That this is what the science has proven, is that it, it, that it, it, it begins in, in child, in infancy, really. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, yeah. in response to whether or not a parent is, att- if, you know, if a parent is really attentive and is basically there for that child in a way that that child, you know, feels, you know, safe and um, mm-hmm. their needs are going to be met, the child will grow up to have a secure attachment style, and when there's other things going on, when it either the the, the you know parents aren't aren't there, or they're there in an inconsistent way, or you know, they're not getting their needs met, they have more of an anxious or an avoidant attachment style. And we tend to seek out partners that are 
that, are, that, that have a similar attachment style than, than we do. There's a, there's a limbic resonance with those people. Interesting. So if you're anxious and you're nervous or you, you, know, you put people away or you put them off, you actually will pull that same kind of person in. Well, yes, if, if you have this, you, you, you will be attracted, you know, I mean, you know, the, the research is showing that, and, and I even know this from my own personal experience, I mean, I could go into a crowded room and I could pick out the only guy that was, was unavailable, and that was the only guy I was attracted to, you know, so, <clears throat> you know, it's, it, there, there's, a lim- the, there's a limbic brain resonance with that person, so it's, and, you know, there's a match, the, the, you know what was happening in their childhood when they were growing up. You know the the, the relational the, what was going on in the relational field. There's an you know there's a match for that. But we can actually change our attachment style, and this is what's so exciting, is that you know this little exercise, although it seems very simple, I mean it 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 it, it can start to change your neurobiology to have a more secure attachment style. The, the, the practices that we teach in the Calling in the One course, this is what they do. They actually change your neurobiology to have, we can change, we can change from an insecure and anxious attachment style to a more secure attachment style so mm-hmm. that we can, we're actually, we're actually attracted and interested in people who, who have, you know, right. more, more to give. That's so interesting. Um, we're going to take a break in a minute. That's so interesting because I've been finding that lately that as I've been changing um, to that more secure attachment style that, you know, if I have to chase after someone, you know, even in my work, you know, if I have to push them or chase them or I've made, you know, an overture, whether it's personally or professionally, and it doesn't come back, I let it go now. I just say, you know what, I'm, I mean, unless I really feel that, that um, there's something there, I, I don't, I think before I would push through that and say, oh, well, you know, they're just avoidant or they're just rude or whatever it is, but that's okay, I'll keep trying. I don't do that anymore. And I think that's healthier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, exactly. And this is, this is what happens. And that, that, that's... And, and, you know, you, we just get healthier and health, healthier and healthier. Yeah, and it's not, and, and as you said, Janet, it's not just about the person you want to love in a love relationship. It's how you are in all relationships, right? Because it carries over. Well, it usually, it usually starts in, you know, you know we, we, it, it's really helpful to start to practice in all your relationships, right. you know. Okay. That, that's really helpful. All right. We are talking to Janet Weber, and she is a love and relationship expert. And Janet's website is purejoylifedesign.com. Purejoylifedesign.com. Janet is a coach, and she certainly would love to work with anyone who contacts her or calls her, say that you heard it on this program. And, you know, ask any questions. She also does work with conscious uncoupling. So if you're getting out of a relationship and you really want to do it consciously and lovingly, Janet is an expert in working with that. She um, is, is a coach for conscious uncoupling as well as a Martha Beck life coach. So stay tuned, folks. We'll have more with Janet right after the break right here on the Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On the morning of August 5, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe and what keeps her so popular over 50 years later. Good Night Marilyn Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Well, hello everyone and we are back. We are talking to love and relationship expert Janet Weber who's giving us tips and insights on how to attract and maintain more fulfilling relationships. She's a certified calling in the one coach. She supported numerous clients on their path, you know, in terms of barriers and helping them to find the relationships they've really longed for. She's a conscious uncoupling coach, a certified Martha Beck life coach and holds a reality therapy certification from the William Glasser Institute. Welcome back, Janet. Hi. So, so here's my question. Um, you really help people to attract and maintain more fulfilling relationships. You're a calling in the one coach. What's the difference between that and a dating coach? Um, well, the main difference, you know, obviously there's a lot of crossover, but the main difference is that in the calling in the one process, we are concerned with removing the internal barriers to love. Mm-hmm. And, and a dating coach would be more... Uh, speaking to the external um, external barriers, so they would be going more into the realm of you know how you you know what you say on a date, the questions you ask, maybe how to um, set up a, an online profile or you know how to flirt, how to dress, things like right. of that nature. Whereas in the calling in the one process, we're really changing who we are being at a, a, almost a cellular level. Right, so that you can attract that kind of person that you want. Yeah, we're cha- we're really changing. Yeah, we're removing all of the those internal barriers that have been in the way that have been preventing love from coming to us or preventing our relationships from mm-hmm. going to the next level. 
Janet, what do you find are the typical barriers when you've worked with hundreds of people, thousands of people? What are the typical barriers you encounter of people that say they want love and are having trouble bringing it in? Well, the typical barriers are that, you know, when we, when we have a, you know, beliefs, we have beliefs about ourselves, we have beliefs about uh, who others are for us, and we have, you know, general beliefs about life and whether life support us, supports us to have love. So we have, so, so generally when, when, a, when someone's maybe inside of a belief, and it may be an unconscious belief, it may be, you know, buried very, very deeply, but, if they, but they have a belief that they're they're not lovable or they're not worthy of love. They're not worthy of a great person. They they show up in in life in in certain in ways that actually prevent you know that love from 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 realizing. So and and, and that can be very varied. You know everybody's everybody's going to show up in a slightly different way. But an example would be, for instance, if you're showing if you have a, a sense of yourself. Maybe I'll use myself as an example. My, I had a very deep-seated belief that I was worthless. And so I would, in relationship, I was always overgiving. I was always auditioning mm-hmm. for the role of wife or girlfriend. I was, I had, you know, I had no boundaries. And, you know, there was, I was disappearing myself in relationship. Mm-hmm. So that would be that would be an example of, and you know, I think that's uh, common, don't you, Janet? I mean, you, you see that all very the time. Common. Very, very. Or common. Or you lose yourself. Isn't that called codependency of some sort? Yeah, that would be called code, codependency. I mean, a flavor of definitely a flavor of codependency for sure. Yeah. So what you do is help people to become more whole within themselves, so that they will make a better choice and attract the kind of person that will bring them more joy? Well, we, we really, you know, I, I help people to get in touch with who, become aware of their true self. You know, the, the person that they are outside of all of the, the stories that they, they have about themselves and really get in touch with their worthiness to, to be loved and their, their true value in relationship. And also the new ways that they would need to be showing up in order to have attract and maintain the kinds of relationships that they're looking for. Mm. Yeah, very important. Okay. There, Tell there us are some. many, there are many barriers, but that's, the, you know, the, 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 that, that identity that is really often, you know, the, the, the biggest one that most people are, are dealing with. So when you coach someone in a session um, in terms of finding love, what are some of the exercises or practices that you do? Well, um, one of the practices would be that we help people because, our, because you know, the, there's a universal law that our relationships with others will only be as good as our relationship with ourselves. So hmm. one of the practices is really to come into relationship with ourselves, learn how to be in relationship with ourselves in a really nurturing and empowering way. So we actually begin to um, tune into our internal experience, turn towards ourselves, those younger parts of us that, you know, have been traumatized, have been, um, you know, have made false meaning and really get in relationship with ourselves in a way where we know what we're feeling, we know what we're needing 
and we are sort of on our own, you know, we, we become our mm-hmm. own best friend, our own best advocate. And do you have certain practices that people do? Um, affirmations yeah. or writing or? Well, the practice is, is really teaching them how to get into uh, a, a, a deeper center within themselves, mm. a, a more adult space, and learning how to hold and contain their inner experience. Sometimes that, that traumatized younger self that um, often gets triggered on a date or gets you know, triggered in reaction to somebody else and you know, starts acting out in these you know, frightened and insecure ways. So the you know, they're, yeah, they're very comprehensive practices that help people to come into relationship and improve that relationship with themselves, so that they're, so that um, the relationships with others are going to mirror that relationship. Mm-hmm. We, we can yeah. our relationships with ourselves. Really, I mean, this is this is where the old saying called "you can you have to love yourself before you can love another." Well, this is kind of why, because you know, our others will tend to unless they're enlightened. Most people will tend to treat us the way we are treating ourselves. So, if we're in relationship with ourselves, where we're being very harsh and critical, judging ourselves, beating ourselves up, you know, constantly ranging on ourselves. Others will tend to follow suit and they'll like think, you know, there's somebody that you can, you know, um, not really worth valuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because traditionally when you think about love and attraction, you don't, we don't think that way. We don't think, oh, I'm going to go to a coach and they're going to help me love myself better or help love myself more. We don't think that way. We think, what is it I have to do? You know, yes. how do I have to look? How do I have to be? What do I have to do to find this person? Where do I have to go? What are the places? You know, and, and so mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a different way of thinking, I think, Janet. It's a completely different way of thinking. It really is, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the experience of being loved and valued and meeting someone who you adore and are inspired by and feel loved and supported is completely you know, the way you look, how much money you make, it's, 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 it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It doesn't mean that we don't pay any attention to those things, but this is just a far more way, accurate way of assessing whether mm-hmm. or not someone is going to make a good partner and a good partner for you. Yeah, very good. We have a few minutes left. Let's talk about the other work you do called Conscious Uncoupling. And remember, I think it was last year. Was it last year that there was a big, big splash in the news about Gwyneth Paltrow and how she um, left her husband? And the way they did that was through this couple, unconscious coupling process that was developed by Catherine Wilbur Thomas. And it's all about how do you, um, how do you lead each other in a loving way? So talk a little bit about that work. Yeah, well, there's, the, there's two aspects to that. The conscious uncoupling uh, process is, f- is also for people who are going through a traumatic breakup and are having difficulty getting their lives back on track. They're really stuck in grief, and it, 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 it truly addresses that. It helps people to get over breakup. It helps them to move, move on with an open heart so that they can open themselves up to love again. Mm-hmm. It, it also, for people who want to separate in a more conscious way, it, it gives the skills and the tools to help the couple to all the myriad of, of 
of challenges when you're separating and dealing with all of the, the grief. I mean, research has shown that uh, the ending of a relationship can be just as traumatic as a death. It, mm-hmm. it, it's a rupture of yes. attachment, yes. and it's a severe, uh, a, a, a severe loss. Yeah. And so the conscious uncoupling, of course, really supports people in all of uh, the areas of a, the ending of a relationship, right, right. from you know, no matter how traumatic it is, right to, you know, totally amiable. All right, so tell us how we can find you. If you're looking for a love and relationship expert, Janet Weber is outstanding. And I know you can, you can uh, contact Janet, purejoylifedesign.com. Janet, any other contact information? No, they can just go to my website if anybody is interested. And, um, you know, I will, if they say they came through their show, I'll be happy to give them a, a free 30-minute um, uh, coaching consultation. And uh, they, we can find out if, if it, the, either one of these programs are um, something that would be, um, you know, helpful for them at this time. I, right. I, would, love, I would love that. Thanks so much, It would Jan. be my joy. <laughs> Thank you so much, Janet. All right, stand along for a minute. My guest has been Janet Weber, a love and relationship expert. You can log on to purejoylifedesign.com. All right, folks, um, next up is our next interview right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Rask. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.